Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. To refresh everybody's memory, this legislation will make it clear that Georgia is not going down the path of failure seen by other states and communities that have eliminated cash bail. It's been an unmitigated disaster. Well, a week or so ago, Athens State Rep Houston gains a bit of a stir beneath the gold dome in Atlanta, adding to the list of offenses for which cash bail would be required. That's the legislation. Anyway, talk about that and other issues. State Rep Houston Gaines joining us now. Representative Gaines, thanks for your time this morning. Tim, thanks for having me. Let's jump in with that one. Now, what would this bill do? What's the status of it? Well, the House and Senate have now passed it, so it is on the governor's desk. What it basically does is ensure, as I said right there in my floor speech, that we're not going to go down the path of what some of these other states like New York and California have done in eliminating cash bail. What we did is we added a number of offenses that would require bail. We're not telling judges how much bail they have to require, but we're going to ensure that, that bail is required. Remember, you can use cash. You can put up property. Um, and and uh, or you know you can use a bail bondsman. You don't have to use a bail bondsman, uh, but in cases, and this is why we're doing it because if you look in Fulton County, where they are using unsecured judicial release, which is basically where there's no bail required, there's a 30% failure to appear rate for court. 30% failure to appear rate in court. In cases where they are using secured judicial release, it's about 3%. So it's about a 10 times difference in uh, offenders showing back up for court because they have a reason to show back up. You look up in what happened in New York with the migrants who attacked the police officers, and now they're fleeing for the border. You know, fortunately in Georgia, in those cases, they would already be required to post bail. But there's plenty of cases in our community, in Atlanta, across the state, where individuals have committed serious offenses, gone out on unsecured judicial release, and then they commit a more serious crime where you have somebody who gets really hurt. And all the offenses we added to the list include victims of crime. So whether it's we had in trafficking, domestic terrorism, you know, these are offenses where you have uh, individuals who've been victims of crimes or uh, businesses who've been victims of crimes. And so that's what we added to the list of offenses that require bail to make sure these individuals show back up for court and they can be held accountable for their actions. And that one you say passing in the House and Senate, awaiting the signature, almost certainly going to get it, uh, the signature of Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. Another one, and there's some tweaking going on here from what I understand, uh, the Prosecutorial Oversight Commission, I, I thought, I, is me not keeping up, I thought we'd put that one to bed, uh, passed out of the House. Uh, the, the Senate has made some minor adjustments to it. What's the status of that one now? Yeah, so both the House and Senate have passed a version that basically does the exact same thing. That gets the DA Oversight Commission up and running, as, as you just alluded to. We we got uh, basically to the five-yard line last year and getting this commission up and running. We've got the appointments ready. The, the funding is there. The rules and regulations are done. The Supreme Court had a narrow order that asked us to make one tweak to the law. We've done that. The House has passed it. The Senate's passed it. But now both respective versions are sitting in the other's chambers. So as soon as we get past crossover day next week, either the House or Senate will take up the other version, uh, the other chamber's bills 
and uh, I expect that to be done in the next couple of weeks. And my understanding was, Representative Houston Gaines, it was the courts essentially saying we don't want any part of this. It has to do with whether the courts uh, are, are, are a part of the mix here as a legislative body, which they're not, or as, as a part of the prosecutorial system, which you could argue they are. That's right. So basically the Supreme Court said, you know, and it's, it's actually interesting to your point that courts have never ruled whether district attorneys are part of the executive branch or the judicial branch. And, you know, it may be obvious, but the courts have never ruled one way or the other. And they basically said, since that hasn't been decided, do you want us to make that decision or do you want to just take the Supreme Court out of reviewing the rules and regulations of the commission? Basically, the easy answer was remove the Supreme Court from overseeing the rules and regulations. It's essentially what they asked us to do in the order. That's what the legislation does. As soon as we pass it, as upon signature of the governor, the oversight commission is up and running, and it can hold DAs who aren't doing their jobs accountable. You know, and not to relitigate the whole thing. As you say, the hay is almost in the barn on this one, but it was pointed out, and I forget who, some Democrat, uh, maybe Beverly or someone, I forget, don't, don't hold me to that, I forget who said this, but they made what I found to be an interesting observation. You, you, you have issues with Deborah Gonzalez or Fonnie Willis or Sherry Boston or anybody else uh, in the, the conduct of their duty. Those folks argue law uh, and practice law as, as members of the Bar of Georgia. They're subject to those sanctions. Uh, why not rely on the bar instead of this commission? Well, we have tried that, and we we, we have tried to go down the uh, the path of getting the bar to hold them accountable. Unfortunately, the bar doesn't seem to want to do that. Uh, but that, you know, actually is the first path that uh, that we looked at for not only uh, Gonzalez but some of the other DAs across the state. Uh, but the bar doesn't seem to want to get engaged on that, and so that's why we've had to go down this path. Uh, there are, you know, and other folks have brought up impeachment. Well, impeachment requires two-thirds in the Senate, which the, uh, we don't control in the Senate. And so there's, uh, you know, really there's all, and, and, and the Constitution of Georgia specifically outlines and contemplates the General Assembly uh, uh, removing, suspending, or holding uh, district attorneys accountable by general law where we would pass something like that. And that's what this bill does is it basically puts into action what the Constitution of Georgia has long held um, and, you know, it, as we talked about before on your show, judges have a very similar oversight commission that's been in place for nearly 50 years, and it's worked out just fine. Yeah, and Anthony, State Rep. Houston Gaines, you mentioned a two-thirds majority for impeachment. Two-thirds majority required for a constitutional amendment. Uh, your colleague in the Athens legislative delegation, State Senator Bill Calsert, uh, with the legislation dealing with sports gambling in Georgia. Okay, we're going to have it, but we're going to have it in front of the voters in the form of a constitutional amendment, should it pass two-thirds in the House and Senate. Uh, where's that one sitting right now? It's a great question. Uh, you know, to your point, that on on that issue, there's really two major questions. Is is one is the funding of and where the money goes, uh, the revenue from sports betting, if it were to pass, and two is a constitutional amendment required. And there's two different schools of thought on that, uh, whether a constitutional amendment is required or not. Um, you know, and 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 frankly, if it, if it doesn't require one, it would all go to the lottery. If it does require, it, you could put the funding in different areas. Uh, I, I would say it's very iffy if sports betting gets over the finish line, hey, just hey. because there are so many questions around it. I don't see much legislative appetite for it, frankly. I mean, it's my speculation on my part. You put it in front of the voters, I think they'd probably go for it, but it's it's the folks in the legislature who are standing in the doorway here and keeping it from getting to the voters. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. It, it's, 
it, frankly, there's other important issues that we have to deal with. And, um, you know, so I, I don't know that it is a, a top priority, but there's certainly there's certainly folks who have an appetite for it. And um, and, uh, uh, you know, whether it gets there or not, I, I don't know. This bill you dropped yesterday, or you got a committee hearing yesterday, I suppose you dropped it sometimes prior, uh, and we talked about this last hour, deals with vaping, uh, the vape shops in Georgia. You would set up what is effectively a registry. I would walk into one of these vape shops, State Rep. Houston Gaines, and I would see, okay, this product is approved or in the process of being approved by the FDA. That's how I could buy it with some measure of confidence. Yeah, so basically right now when you go into a store, whether it's a vape store, convenience store, or otherwise, and you buy a disposable vape or otherwise, you have no idea if it's been approved by the FDA or not. You have no clue whether it's uh, legal. In fact, most of the vapes that are in, in stores right now are probably illegal. They're imported from China, Chinese manufacturer. In fact, the most popular vape of all last year was an illegally produced Chinese vape. And so you have no idea what's in them. They're just coming straight off, uh, straight off, you know, from China uh, to the stores. And the FDA has not done its job in terms of regulating and making sure what's on the stores is FDA approved. And so what this bill does, other states have done it, Alabama, Louisiana, and, and others, Oklahoma, create a registry of what is actually authorized and approved by the FDA in terms of uh, vapes. There's only about 30 that have actually been FDA authorized. Now, there's a whole list of unknown lists that are pending, and those are legal to be sold in the United States. As long as they've not been denied by the FDA, they're legal to be sold in the United States. Mm. And so what this bill does is if, if you're pending or approved, you would be able to be sold in stores, but it would require that those who've been denied by the FDA that are unsafe would be removed from the shelves. And right now, we have seen a 2,000% increase among youth in disposable vapes. You've read the stories about uh, vapes being laced with THC and fentanyl and other uh, serious cases. And so we've got to get a hold of this vaping crisis that we have because just a few years ago, smoking was down among youth. All of a sudden, it has spiked with these vapes. And so what we've got to do is make sure we get this under control and only sell things in stores that are legal and eligible to be sold. You know, the Trump administration cracked down on some of these flavors. Well, you know, there's loopholes, and then the FDA hadn't done its job. All of a sudden, these flavors are back everywhere. So we got to go back, do our job, uh, and, and make sure that what's being sold on shelves is actually legal and not illicit product. And retailers are for this. They want to make sure. Well, now we heard that one retailer standing up there and screaming yesterday about how this is going to put him out of business. Well, some vape, some vape store retailers aren't, but when you talk to the convenience stores and 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 others they've actually worked with us on this legislation because they want to know what are they that they're selling is legal uh but you know and that's what i asked the gentleman who testified yesterday i said so is your plan to sell illegal products because that's all this bill does if it's legal today it'll remain legal tomorrow but if it's illegal today it's going to come off the shelves tomorrow and that's what i asked the gentleman yesterday as i said is your plan to sell illegal products and he didn't really have an answer crossover day wednesday thursday next week Thursday next week. Thursday next week. Athens State Rep. Houston Gaines. Got to leave it there. Thanks for your time this morning. Best of luck moving forward. We'll talk again soon. Thanks so much, Tim. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.